I live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to Dice to Pixels episode something. I think we're up to 16 now. Uh, yeah, I think this, this be might 16, be 16. I think. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, um, Chad is back in the land of the living. But unfortunately, he killed Sarah. Sarah. Sarah has succumbed to the plague. Yeah. Um, she's at home resting right now. And she, I'm sure Sarah will be back with us next week. Yes, we miss her. She misses us. Although, actually, she probably doesn't miss us because I lent her the Steam Deck. Uh, so she's busy playing Steam Deck right now, uh, which I had said that we would give you an update last week. And then we ended up doing a pre-recorded uh, video, which I thought was good. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did buy a Steam Deck and it has arrived. So uh, it came today. I checked it out for a little while. Uh, I had already played with one, so no big surprises. And then immediately lent it to Sarah because she's sick. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm going to go home and I'm pretty sure Sarah is going to be in bed, tented underneath her blankets and playing the Steam Deck until the wee hours of the morning, which is fine. That's fine. As yeah. long as she gets better. That's all yeah. I care about. Well, we'll, we'll hopefully be back to uh, full strength next week, yeah. which will be great. But yeah. in the meantime, uh, Chad and I have some rants for you tonight. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell yeah. So... Um, Last week, uh, PlayStation, PlayStation, there, and again, hi, Sony, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> you know, we don't actually hate Sony. We don't, much. we don't. Actually, this one, I don't, I'm not, it's a lot of people are kind of annoyed about it. I'm not because it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, they've finally given a release date for pre-orders for their, uh, pro controller, the dual sense edge. Yeah. Um, and the price, uh, $199 American, which doesn't surprise me because I bought an Xbox Elite controller and it was over $200 a couple of years back. So it's a pro controller. I it honestly, the price doesn't surprise me at all. What will uh, kind of irk me is if, you know, you, you've heard it with like scuff controllers, eh? Or it's just like, oh man, I got this new scuff controller. It's so good. And then like within 30 days, why the fuck is it not working anymore? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm not the market, so I can't really speak to this, but, uh, I almost vomited when you said $200. I could tell. Uh, oh, we have a cat. We have a cat. Trying to come in from the background. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll see if you make it con. Um, <laughs> I honestly, I guess that's not that surprising and that's not that weird if you play a ton as long as it's good. Although mm. I got to say, I would be very hesitant to be buying a PlayStation Pro controller right now, given how badly they screwed up the normal ones. Yeah. Yeah. That was my uh, that was my first uh, thought as well as like considering the, the, the R2 and L2 triggers like that spring. It, that's mean, the big one for me. Like mm -hmm. for me, I would want to see them have released a fix for that, like a new controller that fixes that mm -hmm. before I would give them the time of day on a pro controller. Personally, yeah. I, I would just, but again, I'm not the market, so I don't know. Right. See, when they, they never came out with a pro controller for the PlayStation 4, but they did the back button attachment, right? Which was right. just, a, it was a little module that I think was 40 or 50 bucks that plugged into the bottom of your DualShock 4 and it gave you, which is all I want, like as a gamer, excuse me, as a gamer, having those extra two buttons just on the back of the controller, holy crap, it makes like a ton of difference when you're playing like a first person shooter or a third person looter shooter, like any kind of game that requires you to keep 
both your thumbs on the thumbstick. So you're not taking them off to hit a button, a face button somewhere. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Right. So to yep. have those two extra buttons in behind it to, you know, to make it like jump or reload or whatever is great. So when they came up with that back button attachment, I was like, fuck yeah, I'll buy two of them. Why initially, why they didn't include those two extra buttons on the dual sense when they first announced it. And obviously we have the reason it's right here and it's uh $200 American. Yeah. So again, I've bought pro controllers before. I'm not surprised by the price of it. Um, I have an Xbox elite controller at home. It's great. I love it. I've never had an issue with it. Despite hearing a lot of other people saying like, Oh, this fucking sucks. Never had a problem with it. Mine works great. It functions properly. I love it. So we'll, uh, hi con. We'll, uh, We'll see how this goes. I'm, I'm, I, I, I will get one. I will get one. Yeah. But this better be the last fucking PS5 controller I ever buy, Sony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? For that, uh, for that kind of money you want, you want to know, like, I, I, they need to fix the original one first. Honestly, this, that I, again, not the market. So I'm sure there are people out there that are, more than happy to to buy it and uh, and we'll get used to out of it and everything else. Um, yeah. But man, I would be hesitant because the only thing you've shown me for PS5 is a busted ass controller that doesn't work. <laughs> so uh, then to asking me to fork over 200 bucks for one is a uh, tall order. Yeah. Of course, I don't have a PS5. So yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you wouldn't even sell me that. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, though, I was seeing that uh, PS5s are actually starting to become slightly more available now. Apparently, really? uh, at least in the US, there was some some reports that more and more Walmarts were randomly having them in stock. So, fuck at this juncture, I wonder if they're gonna like start coming in in like armored cars with fucking armed escorts, considering right? like the, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that and and I the other thing I was like, obviously they're ramping up production for the Christmas season. But uh, yeah, I feel like they're not going to make it. <laughs> no. I, I, I feel like demand's going to massively outstrip supply again. So no surprise there. I feel like that's the the theme of 2022 though. So that's not just Sony. It's kind Although of, I will say I didn't have any problem buying an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, which are readily available. Like you can just still, buy one. You yep. can just go out and buy one, much yep. like a Steam Deck now. I literally bought it 20 minutes after that one episode. Ended. Yeah, yeah. So. The, it's funny though because like you it's so PlayStation and I'm the place the first PlayStation I'm I'm not including in this but it seemed that with every like odd numbered entry in this console in the, in Sony's consoles like it's always the ones that they have like the most issues with yeah which is a little weird yeah uh, I don't know why but uh, that does seem to be the case because mm. PS4 I don't remember any significant great. problems with it yeah because PS like, Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, I, I got one yep. without any trouble and the controllers all worked and everything like it was a great system. Yeah. I never had. And then when the pro came, I, I got a, a if you're wondering why we keep looking around con my cat steals pieces of our gym mat and then drags them across the floor. Uh, so he was just wandering out of the basement with a piece of gym mat in his mouth. I assume that's what was happening. We, yeah, oh, yeah. I looked yeah. around and all I seen is like this, like. 12 foot length of gym mat hanging from his mouth and dragging behind him. So <laughs> I couldn't actually see it. I just knew from the sound that must be what he was doing. 
So I'll have to put that back together later. <laughs> but at least he's leaving <laughs> us alone now. So yeah. that's good. Um, yeah, no, I, I remember the PS4 going quite smoothly and the PS4 Pro went quite – and the VR. I I, I – I was a PS4 effing like fanboy. Uh, essentially, I bought the original. I bought the Pro. I bought the VR. I bought like six controllers, uh, not because they broke, just because I needed that many controllers. I'm very. So it's it's a little weird to me not to have a PS5. Yeah, yeah, but the PS4 is like I never, I never had any controllers break. Yeah, I had one. I had one controller where I had issues with the stick drift, but right. I'd always, and this is, it's, it's a quirk for, of mine. Like the only reason why I'd buy new controllers is when the thumbsticks kind of lose their grip. That's the only thing I had was the, the rubber coating on one of the thumb grips ultimately came completely off. Yeah. yeah. So then that's when I would go out and cause like, I mean, and Sarah will attest, we, we had like six or seven PS4 controllers. Yep. I have like a Darth Vader one at home. Yep. Um, like I'm I'm a bit of a, a snob about that sort of thing. So all of mine were were like the matte black version. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I had four, and then I bought two more because when we were, when we were doing four player Diablo, we wanted to be able to swap out the controllers without having to wait for anything to charge. <laughs> so the other two were literally just like extra batteries. That's that's how into the PS4 I was, and then yeah. the PS5. I mean, I I tried to get one, but. Uh, it's no been dice. a very, um, a very, it, there hasn't been anything that's just blown my socks off and made me like, it, and made me say like, this is why I bought a PS5 because it really, I mean, God. Now I will say aside from game pass, which is excellent. I kind of feel the same about the Xbox. Mm hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a great system. I'm, I'm glad I have one. It, it's absolutely fantastic in every way. I really like it. It worked great when we threw Blu-ray in it the other night. Uh, the games have been great. It's super performant. I love the system. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's just a, it's a console. It plays games. That's yeah. great. And and I guess that's kind of a good thing. Like, that's a, that's a pretty positive review because the alternative is it's not doing its job as a console. Yeah. Uh, so it is. It's It's great. I love it. But uh, it's not like killing me. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, like I this is a must have item in my house. It's like if yeah. somebody was like, hey, can I borrow your Xbox? I'd probably be like, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I gave away the Steam Deck right away. So why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The other thing we were talking about with uh, Sony, just to continue shitting on Sony, although I feel like this is a topic that applies to everyone a little bit right now. You were talking about remakes. OK, this uh, I, I I initially found out about this on uh, again um, my gaming clan that uh, Sarah and I are part of forevergaming.com.uk. The, the gents are great and I love yous. Um, so a friend of mine there, James, started a thread about how Sony is planning on remaking Horizon Zero Dawn. Dumb. Now this game isn't that old. It was from PS4. It looks fucking great. Yeah. You can take your PS4 version of this game and put it into your PS5 and play it yeah. without any issue. Yeah, whether you have the disc or the digital download, you you can just play it. Yeah, and it was also optimized for PS Pro. So that's the upscaled 4K video textures, right. all that shit. Sony, please, for the love of fucking God, can you start making some shit that makes people want to buy a ps5 can we get some like killer apps okay 
The Last of Us 1 didn't need to be remade for PS5, okay? If people wanted to play The Last of Us 1, they could play the PS4 version on their PS5, okay? We know you want money, but everybody <laughs> loves money, right? We get it, we get it. Start making some good fucking IPs that people want a PS5 for. And also make your PS5 more available first. <laughs> I think that's step one. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> make like, the you PS5. have these amazing, amazing, amazing development studios under your flag, under your banner. Don't have them remake games that are already great to play. I swear to fucking God, if I find out like in a couple weeks that you're going to go to Santa Monica and say, hey, you want to take that God of War 2018 and remake it for oh, PS5? They, they will. 100%. Oh, I so, was so pissed off about so that. So I wonder about this a little bit because um, to your point, like like they should be doing, they should be using their time much more wisely. But I also wonder, you know, you take a game like God of War. Remastering that is going to take 20 minutes. Because like, what do you actually do? All the textures are fine. All the models are fine. What is it that you're remastering? Are, are you just putting a new title screen on it and calling it a day? Like, I, I actually don't know. And to be fair, I haven't played these remasters. Obviously, I don't have PS5. Um, But what the fuck are they remastering? Yeah. Like, The Last of Us 1 was, like, straight up a remake. Like, if you took the PS4 version and the, the new upgraded PS5 version, like, they, it is a straight up remake. They They flat out went, took the original game and fucking remade every like visually everything but like what was the actual practical ch change like i can imagine them enabling things like hdr and maybe even some light ray tracing and some like uh, volumetric fogs and stuff like that it and seem to be all about particle effects yeah sure sure yeah. sure but i'm like i don't know did those really not exist at all in the original or did they just like take the the graphic slider and like turn it up a bit cuz like that feels to me like what they're doing in which case i mean they probably aren't spending any actual time on these remakes. They're just cranking the graphic settings and shipping them. Cause yeah. like the PC versions already have a lot of these graphical, like I, I feel like everything they're doing for the PS five remakes, I, and this may not be fair to be clear. I may be talking out of my ass, but I feel like all of these things are already developed. They're just basically like packaging up a new binary with better graphic settings and shipping it to PS five, in which case, it's super grubby and shitty and, and they're gross for doing it, mm -hmm. but at least they're not spending any time on it. Yeah. But I, <laughs> it just, it just, it, it irks me that, and, and we were talking about this before. It's like, there, there's no, well, I, we just talked about it. There's no, there's no killer app that when you see a PS5, you're like, oh God, this makes me want to buy. I have to buy a PS5 because of this game. And I, honestly, I don't think there's been that. I think, I think they're out of ideas. I do. I really do. Um, and it's not like, oh, there are no new games coming out. Because of course there are new games coming out. But here's, here's the crazy thing. Um, it used to be that games came out on a pretty slow schedule. Uh, now we're talking years and years ago. But it used to be that they came out on a pretty slow schedule because it took a lot to make a game. And, and it's still kind of done. like AAA games still take a lot to make. I mean, look at the GTA six leaks where it looked like a pretty much finished game and they still have a year worth of work to do. But indie games come out like every day, like more than every day. I go through the Steam listings and there are like dozens sometimes a day. 
So I feel like the innovation uh, at the top is it seems less interesting because it's it's already happened at the bottom. You know, somebody tries to do something really cool in a AAA title that's going to be like innovative. It's going to be the killer app. It's going to be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then some indie dev who just beats you to the punch makes something that's just as good. Mm-hmm. And maybe the graphics aren't. But the gameplay is. And really, that's what matters. Yeah. So, like, I think if you're into racing, for instance, there is killer apps. You are not going to find a better racing uh, game than the current modern con- console games. Yeah. Like Gran Turismo 7. Right. And- that's what I'm thinking. Like, I, I actually legitimately <laughs> saw a YouTube thumbnail talking about the new cars in Gran Turismo. And at first, I thought it was a photo. I just, I was like, it was of, uh, I think it was of uh, McLaren P1 maybe or something like that. Um, and I saw it and I'm like, that's just a photo. And then I'm like, oh no, 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 that is a render. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so like the graphics are crazy. Now, in fairness, uh, where are they going to go from there? Uh, like you can't go, you can't go better than like, oh, it looks like a photo, right? Like that's already as good as it gets. So, but for racing, I think there is a killer app. Um, for first person shooters, I, like, where do you go? Right? Like, what is there? What new innovation is there to do? There's, you can make things look better and they will, but like, to me, that's the only, that's the only thing that, you know, like things looking better, cleaner textures, better detail, more draw distance, blah, 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 and whatever. It's hard to sell a game on that, man. I mean, yeah. no, it's it's not like there are people that will buy it, of course, but like it's hard to make an ecosystem around that, which is why when we were talking a bit earlier and we were talking about game studios and I said, I'm not going to give you my answer yeah, because I'm going to wait until the podcast. Yeah. I think all these game studios that are being sold, I think they're about to go to business. They were about to go to business. And I know that sounds weird because people are like, no, these are like reputable uh, companies that have like, they've had hits, they've got money, they know what they're doing. If I'm in the gaming sphere right now and I'm trying to target AAA games, I'm thinking like, what the fuck am I going to make? What is going to sell when, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's is one of the most popular games in the world. Power Wash Simulator is one of the most popular games in the world. You yeah. know, if I can, you look on YouTube and and yeah, you can find people playing the latest AAA titles. Yeah. You can find just as many playing fucking lawnmower simulator or lawn care simulator or whatever. Like if I'm AAA, I'm looking at that and being like, we are toast. Our, our day has come and gone. And I think that a lot of these studios that people are like, Netflix is buying studios and Microsoft's buying studios. and I think it's because they were, they were out of ideas. I, I don't think they had anything. Like as much as people are like, oh, they're they're just buying them for the titles. It's like if I'm the CEO or the owner of of Bungie was one that you gave an example of. Yeah. I'm not selling that company unless I think it's needs to be sold. Cause why would I sell it? It's not like the owner of Bungie was doing any work. Like the major shareholders of Bungie. Mm-hmm. Sure, the CEO is doing work, but the CEO is still staying there. Yeah. So when I see something like that where it's like a, a business that should be profitable. And, and ostensibly is profitable and it's being sold. I'm like, mm, there's more to it than that. Oh, and, and Bungie, especially they've gotten kind of like, they've gotten dirty with fucking destiny and the monetization in that. Yeah. So they just, their Halloween thing just started this past Tuesday and already they're, ha- they have a, a fucking $10 
um like it's it's a cosmetic pass like it's yeah you get this book for this fucking halloween festival right to fill out fuck that but it's 10 bucks more to get the premium one which gives you access to, to you can unlock these fucking cosmetics and emotes and all this bullshit fuck that. no man like, no, i hate that shit. dog shit it's such that. dog shit and it doesn't help it doesn't the the event is the exact same thing it was last year yep this the same bugs that were in it last year <laughs> are still freaking there this year well that's not good <laughs> and the, so uh i didn't play it until uh last night just because like when tuesday rolled around and i was hearing all these problems people got froze at the second step of a five-part quest because it was bugged and then I also heard that people were f- stuck on on step five because it was also bugged. <laughs> so it's like, man, like th- these little monetization, we've said it before about battle passes, season passes, and we're going to have to actually, when Sarah comes back, we're going to have like a talk about microtransactions again, yeah. because we had one recorded, but <clears throat> sorry, I'm still getting Chad's over the still plague. dying a little bit. He's still dying a little bit. Yeah, I have minor plague now. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we only had less, lesser restoration, not, not, uh, not major. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that we talked about and it's, there's a lot, a lot of things that we could probably dissect in that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, going back to the, to the, these remakes and fucking reboots and reissues and all this shit, like when, and saying like developers are out of ideas and it's like, I, I I agree, yes. And I look at a lot of these games that have come out and they're all like the same thing. If it's not a Souls-like, yeah. it's an open world stealth crafting game. If it's not that, it's a first person shooter, right? Yeah. Like, yeah and, and I want to be clear when I'm saying this, like I, I don't want to do the whole Bill Gates, you know, you're never going to need more than, what was it? Like 15 kilobytes of memory or some stupid shit. That's not what I'm, I'm not saying. There will never be a new game that's that's innovative. What I am saying is like a triple A takes years to build. Mm-hmm. Five Nights at Freddy takes a guy or girl or woman for that matter, a uh, couple months, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. I, I don't know. Not not that long. So when you see innovation it's usually at the bottom not at the top it's usually in that's why i've been looking at like the the cheap new games every day because those are the ones where you see stuff that it's like oh that's that's super cool mobile games like quick little iphone games are where you're seeing a lot of like the new control schemes like that stupid cube game that we're playing yeah astragon astragon yeah I that's different. I hadn't played something quite like that. Like I've sim- played broadly similar stuff, but mm. I haven't played anything quite like it. And uh and that was uh that was a damn mobile game. Yeah. That probably took what, a week? Yeah. <laughs> a couple weeks probably. Like I, I could write that in a week. Yeah. Graphics take a little longer. Uh so I think that's where the problem is is that like because you can just go direct to market through the app stores and through Steam and everything else the triple A's are getting harder and harder, which is why they have to go bigger and bigger. That's why things like GTA six, cyberpunk, these are like the games that are like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't, a guy can't build that game. No. So it doesn't matter if it's innovative because you just, you can't do it (laughs) unless you have a massive studio, but even first person shooters, there's, there's some pretty decent indie first person shooters. Uh, 
what the there was I think it was called like Bright Memory or something. Yeah. It's it's on Steam. I'm I'm gonna have to check it out. But it's you look at that and I think that was made by like one guy. Yeah. And you look at this thing and you swear it was made by like a triple A team. It looks fantastic. Yeah. And and a lot of that is, you know, graphics like uh texture packages are becoming more of a thing. Yeah. Um Unreal Engine, you can just license it and build a game. Unreal Engine five is gonna be a fucking oh, oh my god, god dude. Crazy. Crazy. Holy. But like all these things are making it easier and easier to build things like first person shooter. And there's only so much room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Most of the room for improvement in first person shooters is going to be, you know, look and feel. And that doesn't take a studio. Yeah. The the look does like ostensibly graphics for a game like that do. Mm-hmm. But more and more artists are just packaging up their work and selling instead of selling it to a studio as a job, they're putting it on the Internet and making 7000 times as much money because, you know, 8000 developers buy it instead of one studio paying them an hourly wage to make it. So uh, it's becoming more and more common. And I think you're seeing the death of a lot of AAA games, not. Not that you will see the death of the AAA studios necessarily. I think that they will continue to get amalgamated into a company like Microsoft. And then Microsoft will just start putting out massive numbers of games. Like, I think you'll see less AAAs and more, you know, remakes and updates and and stuff like that. Like, Mm. I I look at Flight Simulator, which Microsoft has put out for decades. And um, it gets better each year. Yeah. But I feel like the actual amount of work, like I don't think there's a large team working on front. I, I might be wrong, but I don't think there's a large team. I think there's like a handful of people that make the the new planes and, and make things slightly more realistic. And that works like yeah. Farming Simulator. I'm waiting for the next version of Farming Simulator where I can do tram lines in my damn field. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, 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 uh, I look at that similar to uh, a lot of the uh, EA sports games and how same thing yep. and how every year it's pretty much the same thing with a few minor tweaks here or there. Like there's the only really the only really big groundbreaking differences are usually between console generations. So like yeah. at the end of the PS4 area, like your, your Madden game has probably all the bells and whistles and looks fantastic. But then like the PS5 version comes out and it's just a pretty version of like a lesser game. I, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, I think the, la- and and to be clear, I am not a sports game person. So again, I might be talking out of my ass, but I feel like the last major innovation on sports games in general was like career mode. Yep. And that was a long time ago. Like yep. I, I'm not aware of anything that's sort of like groundbreaking that's that's new. I mean, you get the new teams, the new rosters, you get all that stuff every year and that's mm-hmm. all fine and people buy them. And, th- and that's fine. If, if yeah. sports games are your jam, that's awesome. Uh, I was just talking about Farming Simulator. I can't wait for the new ones. So I, like, I'm not shitting on them. Um, but, uh, but I don't think there's any real innovation there. Like, I, I don't think that takes a big team. No. And, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it doesn't. No. So, uh, and I think you'll see more of that and yeah. more indie type games coming from studios where they're just testing new stuff out. Yeah. And it, a lot of the, a lot of the games that, um, I've played recently, like a lot of them have been like indie style games. Uh, a friend of ours, Brody, uh, recommended this one game called Invernax, mm-hmm. uh, which I ended up playing. Thankfully, like I was sick. So that weekend was basically dedicated to Invernax and I played the shit out of it yeah. and it it's, 
basically like uh, a 2D Castlevania slash uh, uh, Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link slash like your 2D side scroller with yep. kind of like Metroidvania. Yeah, you you showed me the the screen caps of it and everything. Fucking holy man, gory. Like yeah. just the first, and I, I wrote in my review, like the first time I killed an enemy and its blood like splattered on my sprite and it, it stayed on my sprite. I was like, oh my God. And it's, it's like, this is, it's a hard game. So, I mean, in so far as retro feel, oh God, yeah, this has it in spades, yeah. but it was such a fun little game and it was only like 12 bucks. Well, I was going to say, I think that is, if I had to guess and I've been wrong, so <laughs> been wrong more than once. Uh, I think that we're going to see with places like Microsoft and everything else, I think they're going, you'll, you'll see things like Game Pass. It, it already has a lot of games. I mm. think it will have a lot of games in a few years. I think it's going to have thousands of games. It, it, maybe not in a couple of years, but like sooner or later. Mm-hmm. And each of them won't, like most of them won't be super high quality, but they'll appeal to a smaller part of the, the audience. And then I think they're going to try and make up audience in aggregate instead of having the best first person shooter. They'll have 500 first person shooters. Yeah. Pick which one you would, you like the most. Pick what, like whatever it is that you specifically want. If you want the goriest, nastiest first person shooter where you can bayonet your enemies, great, we've got it. Uh, if you want <laughs> rocket launcher only combat, we've got that. If you want, like, I think that's where things are likely to head. Instead of having like AAA games that try and do the best, I think it'll be a whole bunch of games that try and do individual sort of dopamine hits. A modular game server. <laughs> was, was that my cue to move on to the next topic? <laughs> uh, if, if you want. Yeah. Well, we can. I, I agree. Like, I do agree. Uh, I agree with you. Like all the points you're making are... I, I get it. I'm just, I guess, as a PS5 owner. You want damn I, value I for want, money. Yeah. Like, I don't want something that I played last console generation with it. a new with a new coat of paint. I want some new freaking, like, show me some new IPs. Show me some new experiences. Show me what I spent, you know, $700 on. You know what I mean? When GTA 6 comes out. you'll <laughs> And I'll play the shit out of it. That's right. And, and Diablo 4. Yeah. That'll be a good one. Unfortunately, I won't be playing it on my modular desk. <laughs> yeah. I went, so I, I went to pick Chad up because Sarah's sick. So I went and grabbed him and uh, we get into the car and Chad says, I got some things I'm going to rant about tonight. It's like, that's okay. I want to <laughs> rant about Wormwood tonight. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm sure our viewers are probably aware that uh, Wormwood did their latest Kickstarter for their module uh, modular gaming yeah. desk, I think is what they're calling it. They're, they're desk. And just before you get going to yeah. it, just let me say, um, we haven't really had a lot of uh, board game or TTRPG stuff to talk about as of late, in, apart from the few things we have talked about. I'm going to kind of like put Wormwood in this side of the... the, the that bucket? That well, bucket. I, <laughs> I will say, as a bit of a non sequitur, my <laughs> latest article on the website was about a board game. Ooh. I talked about Helapagos. Oh. Did you ever play that with me? It's the- I don't think no, so. No, no, no. It was my buddy, John Mann. 
Great party game. Uh, if you're curious about my thoughts on it, uh, check out the website. It's not new. It was released in like 2017. I picked it up last year at one of the conventions. Uh, Is that the one you got from the Tea Turtle place? No, that was Tic Tac KO. Okay, because between me, you, and Sarah, we bought we got like three games. Yeah, at there, at yeah, that, no, from Tea Turtle. And this was uh, it's a uh, gigamic, okay, or gigantic, depending okay. on how you pronounce it. Really big. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> I think it's one of the best party games that I own. Mm. You can check out my article. I, I won't go into that in detail here because you can go to the website and read what I wrote. Go. Unless back, you're we'll illiterate, in which case there are screen readers. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, back to the, the Wormwood desk. Uh, they yeah. fucked up. Uh, that is not a secret. Uh, they wildly over... Uh, Exp- uh, they wildly overpredicted, overestimated the success of this product. They they made a supposedly modular gaming desk or modular desk or whatever the hell they're calling it. I don't know. Um, and yeah, it's pretty much a flop. Uh, I mean, within reason, they they got to a million dollars faster than anyone in Kickstarter history, but then didn't get very far beyond it. Uh and yeah, I mean, the thing is, uh, I think this is endemic of a wider problem that I think a lot of companies face um, it, across all things. This is true of tech companies, true of everything. Uh, you, with Wormwood, they did the modular game table, which which we liked. The modular game table is great. Yeah, that looks amazing. I would have bought one if it hadn't been like two years and a thousand dollars shipping. Uh, <laughs> I might still buy one if they ever put them on their website for sale for real. Um, but uh, getting it to Canada is a bitch too. Yeah, I would just go and pick it yeah. up if possible. Yeah. I don't know if that's even a thing, but I would if I could. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, yeah, so the, the modular game table was great. But in doing so, they sold so many of them that they had to ramp their company up. They had to hire a massive amount of people. They bought all new equipment. They they rented more space. They they made this behemoth of a company based on one product. Never, mm-hmm. never do that, ever. Uh, and now they are desperately trying to fill this machine that they've made. The, and and Doug has said as much on the Worm Life uh, YouTube videos. Uh, just trying to like throw products into the pipeline, which doesn't bode well for quality. <laughs> uh, and and we're seeing that with the latest desk. And so specific to the new desk, um, it's just not a good desk. Uh, it's so they want they're, they're charging 1750 for a non sit stand version of the desk. That's the cheapest one you can buy. It's 1750 US, which is which is nuts. Uh, and and the worst part of it is they keep talking about it as though it's uh, like heirloom furniture and it's like this high quality furniture. And the the fact is, that it's butcher block. Like it's it looks a lot like something you'd get from IKEA. And yeah, it has a magnetic rail, but that's not worth the extra thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars. And uh, and they don't seem to get it. Is the weird thing like they they know gaming and they they get gaming and the idea of like with the modular game table as much as they they hype up the magnetic rails and everything else and they're cool I like the product and I even kind of like the new desks it's just not worth the price that they're selling mm-hmm. but the mod- the the magnetic rail for me the the cool thing about that is that it's inside the table in the game vault because then you can like put all your your shit uh, your components and everything in yeah. and then you can put the the lid on and it's just a table it's just a dining room table. 
And then you take it all off and it's there. I don't do that with my desk. Nobody does. Like you don't pull the top off your desk. Like it's just, it's not, it's not a sensible product. Um, (laughs) I'll just leave all of this tax work here and I'll come back to it later. (laughs) Actually, well, now that you say it, actually, I kind of like that idea. (laughs) Okay. Wormwood, make, make a desk with a vault in it. And then we're talking. (laughs) Honey, have you seen my tax return? <laughs> I started working on it at my modular desk. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the magnetic rail is a little weird. Uh, now, that's not the only modular part. Uh, just in case anyone's yelling yeah. at me in the comments or, or otherwise, um, the the modular part is also like the cubbies and the, the add-ons that you can do. But mm. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. Most people don't use cubbies. Most no. people don't have cubbies on their desks, and and do you really need them to raise and lower with you? I mean, and and is it worth the two thousand dollars to to get that functionality? Exactly, and we, we talked about this on the way in too. Like this is a product that I have absolutely zero interest in whatsoever. I there is so we Sarah and I had just got a desk, and our desk that we have at home for our computer is relatively small. Yeah. It has the little seat, like the little. Uh, kind of open air for the tower. And then underneath there is like a little bookshelf thing that we have. I think she, Sarah has her knitting books and stuff in there, which yep. fine. Um, and then the rest of it is open. We have the elevated one for the one monitor, the other monitors there, speakers. Yeah. Fine. That's, that's all we need. Yeah. I don't care about all of this other stuff that they're offering because it doesn't appeal to me. No. Well, there's, there's like, there's things that do appeal to me mm-hmm. about it. Um, but only a little bit like like the there are things that make a lot of sense with a table that make no sense with a desk for instance like the the cell phone charger that they have like the little cell phone charging accessory that you it's got a battery in it and an inductive charger and you can like snap it in the table and then put your phone on it Mm -hmm. amazing useless for a desk yeah i i'll just plug an inductive charger into my desk and have it powered all the time i won't worry about a battery like what the fuck (laughs) With the table, that makes sense. I don't have power cords running to my table because yeah. why would I? Uh, so like there's there's weird stuff like that where it's like this isn't a product that makes sense. And I, I equated it to some other products. I won't mention the specific product that I did for reasons, but uh, I equated it to some other products that are not expensive enough or, or not. not they Their quality doesn't match the price. Mm-hmm. So... Um, there are things that would sell better if they were more expensive. Same product, but more expensive because it would seem more luxury. Yeah. This is not that. This is, it looks like something you would buy from Ikea. Like, mm-hmm. it, honestly, the desktop on those does not look very much different or better than the top of the crappy husky toolbox, rolling toolbox that I've got just over there. Yeah. They look about the same because they're butcher block. Butcher block doesn't it it's it's fine. I don't have anything wrong with butcher block, but I'm not paying thousands of dollars for it. That's stupid. Yeah. And I think that's the problem is like they price this at a level that um there are people that will pay three thousand dollars for a desk, just not that desk. Mm-hmm. And there are people that will want that desk, but they're not gonna pay three thousand dollars for it. No. And three thousand dollars, by the way, is is being generous to them because I priced out the desk that I would buy and it was six thousand. Which is just like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, that, and, and like at that juncture, I mean, considering <laughs> the cost, like shipping costs and whatever have oh. you, if, if you have $6,000 to burn on a desk, I think that's when you'd be going to the local woodworking company in your town or your city or somewhere local and say, hey, 
Can you just can me? you make me a really bitching desk? Exactly what I want to the T. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. like the kind of desk that and we talked about this where that you would see in like the penthouse of a 100 story freaking office building. The big the big man owns it, you know, like well, and just, and and more clever too. like yeah. it's because because so the thing is like there's executive desks, which is which is what people spend that kind of money on is executive desks and they are not sit stand desks and they don't look like that. Mm hmm. That's fine. There's a market for that. And there's a market for like geeky desks. But for me, if I was going to spend extra money on my desk to like make it geeky or like more like tech nerd friendly sort of thing, mm -hmm. there's this awesome. So there's DIY perks. I think it's called DIY perks. YouTube channel. Guy's great. Uh, he only posts like once a month or so, but he does like really cool, like hacked together uh, product videos. Like he took a PS5 and like uh, bronzed it. So he like he remade all the body panels of the PS5 oh. out of bronze. Uh, brass, sorry, brass. Um, Did he do the one that he made it like it looked like an old school like VCR, like with the wood kind of? Yeah, cover shit yeah, like yeah, that? exactly. That him. That's him. That's nice. the guy, and and he does beautiful <laughs> stuff. Absolutely beautiful, magnifique. He made uh, a monitor shelf, which is one of the products that Wormwood is selling in their their latest campaign. He made a a uh, monitor shelf with built in speaker system, and it was a good speaker system. Like he used high quality speakers. And he built it custom so that it had the right resonating chamber volume in it. So it actually had like even the subwoofer had enough space to resonate. And like, obviously, you can only hear so much of how of the quality when it's on a YouTube video. But like I given the other products that he's built, I have every faith that it sounded amazing. That's the shit I'd be spending money on, mm -hmm. not a desktop that looks kind of like I got it from the local lumber store or the local Home Depot. Yeah. Uh, now, all of this to say, if you like the Wormwood desk and if you backed it, like, great, good. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sure it will be well made mm -hmm. and I'm sure it will last a very long time and everything else. And that's great. But uh, man, did they not do their research with that Kickstarter? Oh. I, at this point, I'm not even I don't even think it's going to fund. No, because it actually went backwards. It, yeah. it, it, the people are moving from the higher tier to the lower tier. It actually went down, which yeah. is. Not a good sign. Well, and even that Wormwood, <laughs> that Worm Life video, uh, when it released early, early in the week and the, and the title of it was basically like, we, like, messed, we up. messed up. Yeah. And I didn't even watch it because I knew you were going to, I knew we were going to talk about this yeah. today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, one of the, I, I remember we were talking on the way over too. And one of the things you, they had, like you, you had told me that they had said was streamers are going to love this. Yeah. Which was dumb. Like, do they not understand, like almost all of the streamers that I watch, uh, like on like GTARP, whatever, I have never once seen any of them show their desk on stream. No. And if they do, they show a very limited top down view of it. Yeah. Uh, like there are, there are people. So, so there's two categories of people that show their desk on a regular basis. One of them is like a trading card streamer. So mm -hmm. people who open magic or Pokemon or whatever, and they'll have a top down, but they usually have a green screen mat. Yeah. So that they can put effects up and stuff. In that case, you sure as hell don't care what the desktop looks like. And mm -hmm. and even if you need your desk to look fancy, I, I mean, go and get a, a mat or a piece of wood or whatever. Like you can, you don't need to spend $3,000 to do that. And I'll tell you, having done a lot of streaming in the past, uh, the actual setup usually looks like garbage. <laughs> But it looks fine on camera. I mean, look at us here. We we look like we're in a reasonable little 
uh, space. We're in my ba- like the the ceiling here is open rafters. Like where the furnace is just over there. Like we are we are in the least impressive spot on the planet. But you wouldn't know it from behind the camera. Yeah. And that's the way it usually is because as a streamer, like sure, maybe it'd be nice to have that desk, but they're not going to spend their money on that. They're going to spend their money on a new video concept or maybe a new graphics card or whatever. Like, I don't know. They just, they, they didn't do any research. And yeah. and more importantly, I don't even think it's that, like that is the problem with the product. But I think the problem is that they did what too many companies do. And this is my true rant. It's not actually about the desk. It's about what they did with the company. They built out this company based on a single success. They tried to like ramp it up to the nines and then found out that sometimes you're a one hit wonder. And that's not to say they don't have other good products. They absolutely mm. do. But yeah. like probably not that are going to be anywhere near as, as successful as the one as the modular game table. Yeah. Honestly, my favorite product from them is that that set of uh uh, raised on a dice. The, the that, accessories. The the dice. Those yeah. dice and like that little, that, that wooden dice vault. Yeah, like, the, the dice fantastic. vaults, the rolling trays, the dice, like all that stuff is yeah. great. They do a wonderful job and and, like, and people buy that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I, sure, like that modular game table, like hell yeah. I mean, like if even if, yeah. if we were at a point uh, with Dice to Pixels where like we would need something like that. These would not be $90 Amazon tables. No. They would be a modular game table. No. For exactly, sure. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. But like that's like that's really the only thing that I could, and even then I'd be like, uh, I'd have to be like, oh, Sarah, do we spend the money on this? And <laughs> after she beats the shit out of me, basically saying no. <laughs> the modular the modular game table, I I would have bought if it hadn't been. I have a problem with anything where you're going to take my money for something that you don't know how many years it's going to be until I get it. This yeah. is the same problem I had with Tesla. Uh, this is one of the major reasons I don't own a Tesla. The The truck is just expen- as expensive as most uh, Model Xs and, and whatever that people drive around. Mm-hmm. But I got that in like two months. I would have gotten a Tesla in like maybe 16 months when I went to look at one. It's like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Uh, and also, I, I'm not totally sold on an electric car just yet because well we were renting a play we are still renting but we're now at least renting a proper house so i could install a charger but that anyways not to go too far down that but yeah but it's the same problem i had it's it's like we will get you this sometime not like next month not like you know in in a couple months like in 18 months yeah. you might get your table and it's like no fuck off i'm not doing that let me know same with steam deck i didn't yeah. buy a steam deck when it first came out yeah. As soon as they made them available within 48 hours, I had put in the purchase. And that was fast. Like, yeah. holy shit, that was fast. Like you, well, you well, ordered they, that, but you ordered that pretty much right after we finished yeah, episode it was, 14. It was under two weeks. Yeah. Uh, just, but, but it was under two weeks. Yeah. Um, so, and, and that actually was a bit of a surprise because when I first looked at the website, it said one to two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then in Canada, they moved it up to two to four weeks because they were having some shipping problems. Yeah. Uh, but apparently I, I guess they've solved them. I don't know. I mean, technically two weeks was at the lower end, but, uh, I think they've solved their, their backlog in Canada. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking for a steam deck, uh, you can definitely get one pretty quick. I got mine just under two weeks. And now it's completely riddled with plague. Yeah. Now now it's a plague, (laughs) it's a plague deck now. Uh, and by the way, uh, I bought the base model. Yeah. 
I did not spring for the big one because after doing a fair bit of looking and I confirmed it today by installing something to the SD card, I it works great on SD. That's good. I, I can't vouch for like crazy triple A's because I yeah. just haven't installed any. Uh, I'll try World of Warcraft though because we uh, we checked it out. Sarah will learn about this eventually from the from the episode, but uh, we're we're not telling her just yet. Uh, you can play World of Warcraft on them apparently, so yeah. I figure that'll be like the triple A that I play because uh, I figure that'll have lots of loading and everything. So I'll try that yeah. on the SD, and if that works, I think everything will work. Yeah, so. yeah. I imagine she's probably oh. going to be. Uh, living her dream of playing vampire survivors wherever she wants to go. <laughs> I, I I almost installed vampire. That was almost the first thing I did, but actually I grabbed two new games uh, from steam just, uh, just this morning, maybe last night. No. Uh, neither of them were good. Yeah, unfortunately. unfortunate. Uh, well, okay. Actually I can't say that. Uh, the one was not good, but probably will be. It was, um, I'm going to have to look this up. I know what the second one was though. The second one was called, uh, either searching for or looking for Bigfoot. Oh yeah, yeah. You were talking. I, about this I told before, you a little yeah. bit about this. Uh, so the idea is that you are in a forest at night and you are looking for Bigfoot, and it's not entirely clear from the description of the game whether or not Bigfoot actually exists in the game. Um, it, it says you're looking for Bigfoot and that you can find him, but also like once you're in the game, it's like distance to Bigfoot is question mark, question mark, question mark, and like. It's not clear whether it's just meant to be a jump scary game or whether you're actually able to find them. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. I'll probably play more of it. The problem I had with that is um, I loaded it up on the Steam Deck and it played, uh, but it was very choppy, very slow. Oh. And I think if I put on my developer hat for a second, uh, I think probably they didn't do a good job of... Um, I can't remember the actual technical term for it, but uh, occlusion blocking. Mm-hmm. So it's it's rendering things that you can't see, which is oh, okay. why it like it's taking it's either rendering things behind you or it's rendering things behind other things, and it's just doing too much. So so I think with some tweaking, I think the performance mm-hmm. will probably be good. I'm gonna throw it on the actual gaming PC mm-hmm. at some point and give it a shot because it looked cool. The only other problem I had was uh, I played it for just a couple minutes and my flashlight batteries died in that time. Wow. Like in the in-game flashlight uh, died, and I'm like, if if it's another Zelda weapons yeah. dying every thirty seconds, fuck that. I'm not yeah. into it. So, so I can't recommend that yet. I'll update on the website at some point once I've put some time into it. And then the other one, I actually can't find the name of, but because uh, my Steam app logged out. <laughs> right? I hate that. Don't you hate that? You you go to you go to fill up an app and it's like, oh, fuck yeah. You can find it if you just find my profile on Steam. You can find out uh. what it's called. But it was uh, one of those like simple little space shooters where you get like weapon upgrades and oh, it's okay. just a sort of a side scrolling except top scrolling. Uh, like Galaga and shit. Yeah, you get you shoot yeah, up yeah. some guys, get some power ups, and then you fight the boss. Yeah. And then, but the thing is, there seems to only be six levels, and it doesn't even like auto advance to the next level. It's like you finish the level, go to the menu, and then you pick the next. Like it's just clunky. Wow. Uh, now, with that said, it was seventy one cents. So oh. you know, yeah, <laughs> I didn't get ripped off. Let's yeah. put it that way. But yeah. uh, at the same time, a little bit of tweaking, a couple more levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the graphics were cool. Uh, the the gameplay was fine. I had no issues with that. So. Yeah. Uh, I'll do up a review of it on the website as yeah. well. And and also on Steam Curator, which I've been dropping the ball on. Yeah, we all have. <laughs> I, I did I did some reviews, but I keep reviewing things on the website and then not uh, putting them on Curator as well. Yeah, yeah. I got to yeah. be better about that. Yeah. Um, 
I actually been playing a game called uh, Asteragos, uh, Curse of, Curse of the Stars. Okay. Uh, it came out last week, uh, last Tuesday, I believe. Uh, it's it's all available on all platforms. It's a Souls clone. It's a Souls like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a very. Um, if anybody played uh, Kina, um, I can't remember the full title, but it was called Kina. It was a PS5 game that came out on PC. Uh, like an open world adventure game, but this, it, the art style is very kind of cartoony ish. Um, it's, it's your typical souls, like with the, the exception of, uh, you're not getting burned with a stamina meter for your attacks. You Kina just have, bridge of spirits, bridge of spirits. Yeah. It's, it looks very similar to that, but, um, the soul stuff, it's not, it's, it's like if dark souls was like in a junior kind of mode, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's, you have like, uh, you know, your sword and shield, spear, uh, ha- big hammer, daggers and stuff. And you can freely swap between any one of them. Um, it's it's okay. Like I'm, I, I was into it, but then it's kind of like losing my interest just because I'm noticing little things. Like when you're approaching enemies and you see them in the distance, the way they animate, it almost looks like a background, uh, like like a, a background it's a part of the background until you get like closer and then it it stops like the whole kind of like skipping thing and then becomes like fluid and moves oh, towards you it's okay. really really weird that is weird um so it's kind of turning me off of it so i don't know if i'm going to finish it i'm going to try but um it had my interest and then it very quickly lost it yeah and then we both been invited to uh, play the first descendant beta which, uh, depending on how quickly we get the podcast uh, chopped together tonight, uh, we'll fire up this little bad boy and yeah. get installed. Because I know you said your machine wasn't My up machine to the task. wasn't up to the task. I tried. I tried loading it up, and uh, it was all jittery in the menu. So I brought it down to medium, and it was still jittery. So I brought it down to low, and it was just a little I'm like, ah, oh, crap. You discovered that you, uh, you only had a 1080 in that machine, not yeah, a 2080. Damn yeah. it. Well, yeah, we'll see if either of these guys can run it. Uh, no, it looks no it looks here. cool. It's like a, it's another looter shooter that's coming out by Nexon. Yeah, should be fun. Um, I'm I, I'm pretty sure it's coming out to count to councils too. But I would imagine I've I've been burned one too many times with these uh, hair looter shooters. We've talked about <laughs> Anthem before. Hey, Anthem. Yeah, I think we had. Yeah, yeah I, I we even, did. I even told my story. But I, I liked Anthem so much. I played through it. I, I I played through it, but it was it was definitely one that it, it burned you. It a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah, for it was an too, online, it was too expensive. Shooter. Yeah. Yeah. If it had been cheaper, it would have been uh, smash hit. It makes you wonder what would happen if they'd done the 2.0 thing like they were they were talking about doing before sure. it got canceled. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I still, that game is uh, one of the most profound moments I've had in, in my gaming career. Just like getting into your, your Iron Man suit and then just blasting off. It's like, oh my fucking God, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, super cool game. I really, really liked it. But man, did it lack content. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a, it's a shame. Yeah. Uh, but somebody will make one that's better. Well, now, it, now that it's been done, like now that now that that style of game has been done, somebody will do a really good one. Well, and talking about um, when we were when you were saying like everybody's just out of ideas again, it's another example of something that with the exception of like the Iron Man suits, it's something that 
the, the way it was structured is just something that everybody's done already. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of it is that um, I, I I feel like they tried to do something new, uh, like not just the Iron Man suit thing and like the flight and everything, but uh, I think they tried to do something new with the way that they were doing world events and stuff where you, you kind of like you, you saw everybody else around and you could like drop in and there was only some of it that was instanced and it was a little bit like World of Warcraft in that way. But nowhere near as deep, right? Like there was so little to that game. If it had been a much larger map or had had way more stuff to do, I think it would have been better. Yeah. But my God, that was still like my buddy John and I, when we first got that, we because that was back when I had the two TVs and the PS, the two PS4s. Yeah. And uh, we we just flew around shooting shit. We didn't care about the game. It was just so cool. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, the game I was talking about earlier, the 71 cent that is currently a don't recommend is uh, mission in space is what it was called. I will not buy that. <coughs> don't buy it yet. It might get better though. Okay. Uh, cause fantasy background generator it got a lot better. Yeah. Like it was okay. And then it got good. What about the greatest game ever made? Morris cave. Yes. Mm, I loaded it up on steam deck and it almost works. What? So there's two problems. One I think is very solvable. The other one is less solvable. Uh, so so the Steam Deck can technically play any uh, any Windows game, but technically being the keyword. Yeah. Uh, so I fired it up and actually I, I had never tried it with a gamepad. Mm-hmm. So much better with a gamepad. I'm, I'm going to hook my Xbox uh, controller because it, it's a it's a side scroll platformer, right? So of yeah. course it's better with a, yeah. with a gamepad. So I'm going to throw my Xbox uh, controller on my PC and, and play it there. Um, it, it was, it's a great Steam Deck game. The problem is uh, there was two problems. One, when I picked up the like flamethrower wand, there wasn't a button assigned for it, so I couldn't <laughs> use it. So that, that was a problem. Uh, and then I managed to jump down a pit, and uh, I guess just the emulation isn't quite right. Instead of like hitting the edge and, and dying, I just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> sounds so like, so near miss near miss on the steam deck sounds but, like uh, et when you're falling down the pit in the old atari et game yeah i'm i'm gonna and i i almost i i can pretty much guarantee i know exactly like i can almost visualize the exact line of code that's not working correctly <laughs> so i'm gonna email the dev and just be like hey uh this is like so close to working on steam deck if you just fix this collision box uh i think you can you can play it on steam deck uh, but yeah, I still love <laughs> Morris Cave. I still have not gotten anywhere close to beating it. The game dev. Best 71 cents I've ever Who spent. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> you smarmy little shit. How dare you, good sir? Uh, um, yeah, and Morris Cave, love it. Hell yeah. Say, uh, do you want to, do you want to end on this? Uh, seeing as we what's, couldn't. Uh, what's our time? Seeing, uh, we're. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, so seeing as we couldn't uh, answer this question last week, uh, John. Oh yeah. Um, oh. In our podcast question thread on our discord, uh, our buddy John asked, uh, what. I'm stealing the camera so he can see me doing this. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> asked, uh, what's uh, some of our favorite scary games? Uh Sarah, you can answer uh, next week. If, are you fine with that? Yes, I'm absolutely fine uh, with that, Chad. No. Oh, that's great, honey. Thank you so much. <coughs> I feel terrible. <laughs> 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 that's almost right. Uh, no, Sarah. you, honey. Sarah's answer is um, a delayed World of Warcraft patch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or, or, or server maintenance right after a patch. <laughs> God, I don't. Do you have one? I don't think so. 
Mm. I'm trying. There's been like there's been scary games that I've played. Um, I think the first fear game. Ooh, um, that's a good one. Yeah, when I the first time I played that, uh, if anybody's played Fear before, um, that that's was a, that's a good one. That and the expansions. Holy fuck! The 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 first expansion that came out. That really. Because there's a few moments, there's a few moments in that game where you're just moving around and then you turn a corner and there's either the, there's the little girl almost standing there or there's like a dead dude without his eyes, like staring at you. And that happened in fear where I'd be yeah, like yeah. running, I'm playing and I'm like, I'm already kind of tense and on edge. And then you turn that corner, you're like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about fear. It's a good game. In the sequel fear Two, there's a part in that game where you're, I think you're going through like a hotel lobby or something or like by a swimming area. And there's an instance in the game where you, you go into this area and Alma starts following you. Oh yeah. So I eventually I learned because every time I would go back and play this game, whenever I would turn around and her face is like right here and it scared the shit out of me like every single time. Right. So it got to the point where I was like, okay, I know you're there and I'm not turning around. So I would go to my objective and then I would just back up, but then you could hear her feet. So you're going like, and then you hear like, so when you go through the door, you see her and she's like running at you, but she's like, Oh, you son of a... <laughs> oh, that's so good. I love that. Oh, that's great. Actually, yeah, you know what? That's it. Fear. The Fear series. That's, that, that's, that's my a, answers. Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. Uh, I also like Stalker of Chernobyl. It was... I think those came out around the same time, the original Fear and Stalker. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I always associate them. Um, yeah. I like those games. Um, the... Um, They're coming out with a sequel. Oh, really? Ooh. It's in development, I believe, right now. Ooh, yeah. Check that out. Uh, the other one, and you might have to help me with the name. Don't tell me I've just completely lost my train of thought. Yeah, that is pretty scary. Yeah, that's terrifying. That uh, Alzheimer's is a hell of a drug. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't think of it, so I'll, I'll come back to it because I actually have a, a we're, we're going to run a little bit long tonight and that's okay. okay. Uh, stick with us. Uh, yeah. So, and subscribe if you haven't already. Please. Um, so, uh, Alien Isolation is the one that, uh, Ooh, yeah. that does it for me. And I, had, I responded with that in, uh, in Discord. Yes. But what I said was I wanted to tell the longer story. So I'm working on something. I'm cooking a little something up. Ooh. And I actually wrote about this on the website. So if you follow the website and you've been reading my articles, you already know a little bit about this. I am making, I have modified one of my cameras to be a night vision camera. And I am setting up a night vision streaming setup <gasps> so that I can play games in complete blackness uh, and but have like well lit face cam. It'll be night vision. So it'll be monocolor, uh, monochrome. But uh, I want to black out everything, lights out just and play the scariest games possible <laughs> and and get my 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 ugly mug in in full hd just all of my reactions and and i want to see if we have some fun and actually i think danielle might be on board with doing it too and she is a hoot to watch when she's doing horror games Ooh, that'll so that'll be good and if i get it up and running uh which i've actually almost finished so so if anyone's curious i i wrote a little bit more about why i'm doing this on the website but uh basically it, it comes down to dynamic range video dynamic range and uh when youtubers 
do when a lot of YouTubers do scary games, uh, they still have their face cam in like full light. And that compresses when you encode it for YouTube, the, the, the darks and lights both get compressed, which means when they see something scary on the screen, you don't always really see it. It's like blocky and, and crappy because uh, the YouTube algorithm says like, well, that's close enough to black. So we'll just we'll get rid of that. I want to prevent that, which is why I, I want to do the night vision and yeah. like tone everything down to, to flatten pre flatten it so that YouTube doesn't screw with it. <clears throat> Anyways, um, I want to get me doing it. I want to get Danielle doing it. And I really want it to be pitch black because it's so much scarier to play games yeah. in, in pitch black. Yeah. I want to get I want to get good audio, crank it up, and scare the bejesus out of myself on camera. <laughs> so so that is upcoming. And uh, if I get it done soon, I'm almost done. I, I've removed the IR filter. The only problem I have is with autofocus right now. Yeah. Uh, gonna get that fixed this weekend, and then I want to do a Halloween. I want to, I'm hoping you guys are going to come over on Halloween. Okay. Uh, we'll see. We haven't really planned that yet, but I'm hoping you guys are going to come over on Halloween. Yeah. And, uh, and I want to, I want to play some horror games on during Halloween. Cool. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'll give a quick little one, uh, to anybody that's played, uh, the new resident evil village. Yeah, there, there is, there is a part in that game, which is by far and away, the most suspenseful and scariest part of a Resident Evil game ever made. And it's all in a doll maker's house. Oh. Like the old school kind of those freaky little there's, marionette dolls. There's nothing creepy this, about dolls. This, I'm, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> this, this whole part of this game is probably the best part of Resident Evil I have ever played. Well, that shit, I'll have to check it out. It's, it is amazing. <clears throat> the only sad thing is, is that after that, the second part, that's when the game kind of gets all action crazy, mm, mm -hmm. which kind of sucks. But yeah, yeah, I it's one I definitely recommend checking out. It's amazing. I remembered what my train of thought from earlier was. Choo -choo. Yeah, it pulled into the station. Uh, was it Left for Dead? I, so it's a it's a, like a zombie game. Yep. Uh, and it had those crying uh, ladies, like old ladies. Left for Dead. Left for Dead. That was uh, those were <laughs> Left for Bed. Left for Bed. <laughs> I'm I'm late for bed. Uh th those those and Dying Light both. Dying Light wasn't really a, a scary game, but it was anxiety inducing big time. Yeah. Uh or did I say Dying Light or Dead by Daylight? Dead by Daylight. That's probably the one you're thinking of. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. It was the one where you had to be indoors before Oh, it's Dying Light. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Played that multiplayer with my friends, and yeah, like it, it's one of the only games where it was like, "Oh my god, the sun's setting, get to cover now." <laughs> right off. Uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. So, yeah, those I think those are the the gamut. But I'm going to, if you have any recommendations of games that you might like to see me make an ass of myself on camera with, hit me up because I I'm actually pretty pumped about trying this out. I think it's going to be great. Oh hey, oh. I hope I made you jump there. But hey, <laughs> tell, no, us, <laughs> tell us some of your scary games down in the comments below. You just deafened all our viewers. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, tell us uh, tell us what you're playing. Give us recommendations. Yeah. Uh, tell three friends about the podcast. Subscribe if you haven't. Uh, we love you all to death. Yeah. Sarah's going to be back here next week, we yeah. hope. If and, she were here, uh, uh, Sarah, what would you say if she were here? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
important to you all. Make sure you all check the Discord. <laughs> and don't forget to go to the website and, you know, click click that bell. Don't click the bell. We why, hate the bell. Why, why does Sarah become British or something <laughs> when you... Because <laughs> I'm not feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, you're I such a terrible. So yeah. So as of Saturday at 2 p.m., I'll probably be dead. Yeah, I was gonna say when you get home, she's gonna murder you. Well, no, when I get she's home. Gonna... Oh, I'll, I'll sleep well tonight. Yeah, I'm not sure about tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, she's gonna be too busy with Steam Deck. <clears throat> She'll true. never watch this episode. <clears throat> Thank you. That's why we can do this now. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We love you, Sarah. We love yeah. you all at home, and uh, we can't wait to have everybody back at the table. And uh, we hope you guys are having fun playing whatever it is that you're doing. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. And we will catch you all next week.